0: All right. Before I even start, I'm going to just pray real quick. God, I surrender to you tonight, God. Where would I be without you? I'm not here on my own accord, God, but on your behalf. So use me tonight, God. I know this message is straight from you, God. So use me. Help me to be undignified for the name of the gospel. In Jesus name. Amen. You know, I, I know a good majority of you and I have encountered you at the coffee shop, and I stay on all the time because I'm a part of the community. But this is the time where I can just, like I said, be undignified for the sake of the gospel. And uh, went to Acts 6-4, got refilled with the Holy Ghost last night, and I'm, like, still feeling it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just... I'm grateful to be here, and I'm grateful to deliver this message. Literally, I wrote it on a notebook paper ripped out from a student's notebook on the way to church last Sunday. Like, God was like, here, you're going to talk about this. And that, that's literally how it happened. I usually preach off the cuff, but today I'm prepared. Yeah, right. So, I'm just going to start off with reading some scripture, and then I'm going to get into the meat and potatoes, Okay. So I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the 10 virgins. And yes, I'm going to read the whole parable. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps, and as the bridegroom was delayed, they became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, "'Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him.' Then all those virgins rose, trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, "'Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out.' But the wise answered, saying, "'Since there will not be enough for us and you, you you go to the dealers and buy some for yourself.' And while they were out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward the, afterward, the other virgins came out, also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The past two weeks I have suffered loss. I lost a dear friend. Oh, I loved her so much, Lexi. And I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere of this. So let me let me lay this on thick and then I'm gonna get somewhere, I promise. And I went to her visitation and oh, my heart was so heavy. She was the real deal. She really loved the Lord, her and her family. I went into the visitation so heavy. But after getting to love on her family and Hunter's family, the peace. It was the presence of God that fell on me. And I will never forget this. It was like nothing I can describe in words. I looked around me and there was people smiling and laughing and telling stories about the life that they lived for Jesus. Resting in the hope of glory. It was like nothing I've ever experienced before. The next night, after that, I woke up to a phone call at 3 in the morning. My stepdad overdosed and died. The heartache. My first thought was, I hope he cried out in his last moments. And I started to hurt for myself myself. My sister just had her baby and now she's going to have to bury her father. The man I called dad for so many years, the pain I hurt for my sister. I hurt for his other kids and I had no witness to him. How many opportunities did I have to bring Jesus to the table and I didn't? And I didn't because he was lost and I knew it. And he was on drugs and I knew it. And I just pushed it away. I couldn't deal with it. The phone calls all the time. The asking for money all the time. And now that he's gone, the first thing I thought was, I had no witness to him. And it broke my heart. And just in the matter of days, the differences in losing someone, living for God, there was still pain. But peace came so quickly because I knew losing someone else, and I was unsure. I mean, I hope he cried out. The difference, it made me self-evaluate. So over the next few days, I asked myself, what am I doing to ensure what he has entrusted me to do And be the woman of God he has called me to be. He brought things into my spirit, man. Like, how many people that you care about are you asking to come to church with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like, hit me hard. It's like, well, you know? And I'm really careful to speak on things like, you know, I had a vision. So I'm not saying this is a vision, okay? But what I'm saying is is God spoke to my spirit man and I and and it was more real than me standing in front of you you know what i'm saying and uh and it's like i heard this uh, i heard this like melody you know and it was so soothing and it was so catchy and like but that represented humanity christians feeding into their flesh, and that melody was us feeding into our flesh. And what it did, like a mother singing to their infant child, lulls you to sleep. And I'm not talking physically, I'm talking about your spirit man. You keep feeding into your flesh and letting yourself be distracted, your spirit man is going to fall asleep. And like those, those unwise virgins, you're going to be caught off guard. So I just want to touch on a few things. I'm trying not to read from this, but I want to stick to it because I know it's what God gave me, you know? If I'm not careful, I'll get off on rabbit trails, but I'm like, I know God wanted me to talk about this, so I got to keep going back like, Jen, you can't be doing the preacher thing. You got to do what God wants you to do. So... I just want to touch on seducing spirits and I am not talking about spirits of sexuality that's not where I'm going with this okay so let me bring you back I'm talking about things that draw you away things that will seduce your flesh okay and I'm just going to give an example and this might be hard for some people to deal with but I'm just going to, I just want to talk about real things I just want to I just want to talk about the reality of things something that draws me away is the administrative aspect of working in the ministry. I am a task executor. You know what I'm saying? You tell me what to do, I'm gonna do it right now. Right now, I'm gonna figure out a way to get it done and to get it done with excellence. You know, I can get so caught up in what I'm doing that I'm missing out missing out on opportunities when some student says, hey sister Jen I need to I need to pour my heart out to you I need to confess some unrepented sin I miss out on those opportunities because I got blinders on my eyes because I'm trying to execute a task you know what I'm saying that's real That's real when you're in full-time ministry and I don't know how many of you are but when you're in full-time ministry you just you're trained to be on. You know what I'm saying? But we need to be extra intentional to not miss on walking somebody to a breakthrough. So don't get caught up in the, in the logistics of things or am I making enough money at the broken bean? I need to be right. That's real. I need to be focusing on the people that come in there that, that stole my heart away. I need to be focusing on them cuz when I die nobody's going to care about how much money I made or how many degrees I had. They're going to care who the light of Jesus in me touched. Amen. 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 Luke 10:38 through 42. I'm excited I'm about to preach a sermon in 10 minutes. <laughs> Luke 10:38 through 42 when Jesus went to the house of Mary and Martha, but Martha was so busy making sure things were happening that she missed an opportunity to be at the feet of the Messiah. How many times have I been like, you know, working a 12 hour shift, get home, and I'm like, shut my door and pretend like I don't hear when people knock on it? They know I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? I need to be more intentional to open it. Are you okay? You know? I get so mad when people say things like, it's never too late. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because in verse 10, in Matthew 25, it says the door was shut. And they wanted to be let in afterwards. But the door was shut. One day, one day, it will be too late. You know what I'm saying? There's a sense of urgency in my spirit. And I've never dealt with death, okay? My entire life, I never lost anybody. That, you know, I, people died, but I wasn't connected to them. So losing two people that were so dear to me in that short amount of time, like, it, like, rocked me, but in the best way possible. Because, like, I... I met God. You know what I mean? Like, I clung to the cross. Christmas, I like stayed in my room and, like, it was like ugly, (laughs) you know, crying, like, but I needed, I needed to be woken up. You know what I'm saying? I needed to be shaken. What am I doing this for? For people. For people. Another thing, money, social media, popularity. What's our screen time? Would we be bold enough to say what our screen time was? I don't know. Hey, I'm speaking, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's on trail here, you know? I, I get it. The desire to be seen rather than heard or to be validated by outward appearance and status rather than by people knowing us for our spirituality or our intellectual level. We get so caught up in being seen rather than people seeing what's on the inside. You know? I mean, and in our hearts, we love it. Our hearts love evil. And let's see what the Bible says about that. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I heard a story. I'm going to just tell one story real quick. One of my pastors told a story about this this old preacher. who's a deacon somewhere, and he, he stubbed his toe or something. And he said a cuss word, and he was like, Oh, I can't believe I said that. I'm so sorry, you know. And pastor was like, Because it was in you the entire time. It didn't just come out of nowhere. I was hiding in your heart. Mm. Right, right. Uh Psalms twenty six two says, Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. Matthew five, eight says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Only God, only the Holy Spirit can cleanse us of our unrighteousness inside our heart. I mean, we'd be lying if we said sin wasn't didn't feel good because none of us would do it then. You know what I'm saying? I went out there sinning, living a terrible life just because. Just there was a part of me that, that thought it felt good, even if it was just for a moment. James 4.1 says, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and you cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. And you ask and you do not receive because you wrongly to spend it on your own passions. You adulterous people. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity to God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. I just want to to stop right there real quick. I want to go back to social media, and I'm not going to drive this home, okay? I mean, I might, but this has been something that has stayed with me since the moment I was called to preach and evangelize. We are being influenced, you know what I'm saying, by something. And let me tell you, what you spend the most time doing, you are going to act the most like. That's just true, you know? So if you're flipping through TikTok hours and hours, there's no telling what will pop up on your For You page, just saying, I I had to take it off my phone just because I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? And it will catch you and suck you in. And it will desensitize you to ungodly things. You can only see nudity and things like that so many times before you're you're not affected by it anymore. You know what I'm saying? You can only see that and spend time with it so much before it begins to mold your character. Bad company corrupts good character. That's in the Bible. And it doesn't have to be people if you're an introvert and you're spending all your nights on your phone, then that's your company. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm just gonna leave that there. But I'm telling you, social media has affected my life and it has benefits for small businesses, communicating with people far away, being able to I am ten hours away from everything I know and love and, and some. My other family's in New Hampshire. And that's the way that I, I see them and I love on them and but you know what? Outside of that and promoting the broken being, outside of that, I mean, how has it benefited me? It made me insecure. I'll tell you that. I'm like, wow, these IG reels, I'll never look like that. Who can relate? What well, women can relate. You don't have to raise your hand. Hey, men, Hey, you know what I mean? That's real. So what do we do? What do we do if we have this constant sin struggle in our hearts? Where do we go from here? Well, I'll tell you. You seek God, you seek the passion and the fire that can only come from the anointing of God. You read the word, you take TikTok off your phone, you surround yourself with people who have the same mind as Christ. You surround yourself with people who are happy to see you when you walk in. You know what I'm saying? They're going to set you up for success. You know what I'm saying? I want to I want to be a, a peacekeeper. And I want to be like a launching board for my sisters. I want to build them up. You know what I mean? Time spent in God's word, praying, Praying is like the most important. Like it doesn't get more cut and dry than what if you married somebody and never talked to them, never showed them love. I bet you'd get a divorce. You know what I'm saying? You have to spend time Seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Get the fullness, you know? I want it without measure. Because you know what? Sometimes we don't know how to pray as we ought to. But the Spirit will give us utterance. There's been times where I was... I was just telling Sarah this the other day. About to pack my bags. You know what I mean? I'm serious. But I got with God. And I prayed in the Spirit. And, And He was my guide and he put cinder blocks on my feet because I know where he wants me that's the only way you're gonna get it you see people with the favor of God and you ask yourself why what what makes them different maybe you should ask how much they read the Bible maybe you should ask how much time they spend praying maybe that will give you a glimpse into why they have the favor on them I want the favor you know I do. My spirit man is hungry. My spirit man is thirsting. But I don't ever want to thirst again. I want living water. So I never have to thirst again. Amen. 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 Isaiah 6, 4. Starting at 6, 4. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook. And the temple was filled with smoke. Then I said... Oh, this gets me. Can you imagine being in glory? I mean, I wouldn't have been able to say anything. I would have fell and been like... "Oh suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he held his composure in all the glory, you know? He said, woe is me, for I am ruined. Because I am a man of unclean lips. Dwelling among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And then one of the seraphim flew down to me, and in his hand was a glowing coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it he touched my mouth and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your iniquity is removed and your sin is atoned for. Jesus. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And this is where it gets good. Your sin's been atoned for. You've seen the glory of the Lord in your life. Maybe not to this extent. Or maybe. I know I have. You can talk about miracles. I've experienced them. Like you couldn't convince me that, that miracles aren't for today. I've lived it. I'm not kidding. He said, here I am, Lord. Send me. God wants this type of brokenness. And that's what the distractions and the cares of this world is keeping you from, this type of brokenness. This type of passion, God, I am unclean, but you make me clean so I can be your witness. Oh, my heart... I don't want another person I care about to pass away and me think, where was my witness? I never want that to happen again. And I don't want that to happen to any of you guys. What would be the point in going to heaven all alone? I want to take everybody I can with me. Everybody. You know? And the distractions and the cares of this world and the pulling on your heartstrings, those evil desires within you is going to pull you away from the call of God if you are not careful. And not everybody is called to ministry 24-7. But you know what? All are called. In some capacity. All. It is our Christian duty to spread the gospel in some way. And I don't know what that looks like for you. But I know what it looks like for me, and that's eccentric and over the top and everybody at yeah, me. You know? You know what I mean? That's the type of person I am. Ultimately, ultimately, our actions are going to either validate or invalidate our witness. So you can say, Hey, you can you can quote scripture to me all day long. I wanna see it. I want to see you live it out. And I'm not saying walk so upright that it seems unattainable because I want to see something real. I want to see somebody real, making real mistakes, getting back up and doing it again, walking under the anointing of God. You know what I'm saying? That's what I I want to see. I don't want to see something fake, something that looks like I'll never be able to achieve that. I want to see something real. I'm just going to touch on this real quick. Luke 7, 10, John the Baptist. This blew my mind, okay? John the Baptist in prison, hearing about these miracles Jesus was doing, blind are seeing, lames, walking. And he sends his disciples to Jesus, and he asked them, he told them to ask Jesus, are you the one, are you the Messiah, or should we wait for another? I, I, I've read that and was like, the humanity, i'm so dramatic but seriously that that is literally what i was like in my bedroom reading that you know we put these bible characters on a pedestal like 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 they weren't flesh and blood like us john the baptist was in his cell like oh lord what have i done is he him or not is this him or or should we keep waiting i mean i know the messiah is coming but is it him He was human, and his faith had to be tested too. And Jesus said, blessed are those who don't doubt me. And I look at John the Baptist, and I'm like, this dude was filled up with the Holy Ghost in his mother's belly. You know what I mean? The anointing that was on his life. He opened the doors for the preaching of Jesus, and even his faith had to be tested. God's going to put opportunities in your life. He's going to put opportunities in your life to be the witness that you ought to be. Yep. He's going to put opportunities in your life to say, you know what, I'm not. I don't really want to be a part of that ungodliness, and you shouldn't either. Come to church with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's who he's called us to be as the body, the hands and the feet. Good. I'm going to talk about the fire. The fire has such a complex work in a Christian's life. It can burn up. It can purify. Fire's char can encapsulate and protect you. Fire, like in the Old Testament, can even be your guide. Hey, I want the fire. I want the fire. I want people to be like, she's zealous. <laughs> you darn right. I want people to be like, she's extreme. If you only knew where I was... Three and a half years ago, you would be like, this girl is out of her mind for Christ. You know, I'm not kidding. Homeless, pregnant, sleeping in a graveyard, lost my two children to state's custody. I had to give them up for adoption, tried to commit suicide on an eight-day drug binge. If you only knew what God did for me, you would understand why I'm out of my mind for Christ. There are going to be things put in your life to test you and to tempt you and to distract you from the things that God wants for you and is already planned out for you. But the most important is that we we don't want to ruin our witness. We don't want to people don't forget. You know what I'm saying? You do a, a hundred good things, mess up one good time. I promise they ain't going to be texting you like, oh, they, they, all them good things they did. And I'm not saying it's about what people think because it's not. It's about our witness. I'm not saying you're not going to make mistakes. I make mistakes every day. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, but it's okay. We can't get caught off guard by letting the cares of this world rock us to sleep. Don't miss your opportunity don't miss your opportunity to witness to disciple <sighs> ministry is everywhere i don't care if you work in a church or a discipleship program or whatever you know i deal with some some i, I deal with all walks of life the coffee shop 24/7 they there more than i'm at home you know but that's a ministry yeah. Yeah. you know the devil besides you know the Holy Trinity he's one of the most patient he will plant a seed and wait years years for it to bud and then when he sees you feed into it and let that seed of unrighteousness bud there will be an opportunity brought into your life to harvest that seed of corruption I'm telling you we need to guard our hearts it's wicked. What man can understand it? So all the notes I have. I just want to encourage you guys, as my family, as my brothers and sisters in Christ, I love you guys. If you guys have a prayer request, write it down on a piece of paper and give it to me. I have a little a little prayer list and, and I'd be lying if I said I was in there like Holy Ghost praying on all my free time because that's, you know what I'm saying, it's unrealistic for my schedule. But when I get with God alone at night, I call out these names. So if you have a name, write it down for me. If you want me to pray for you, I want to. And if there's anything I can do to help you do anything, I'm here. And I just want us to to come together as the body of Christ and be who and what God has called us to be and undistracted, undignified for God, witnesses. I want to be a creator this year, amen? I want to be a creator of success and not only a peacemaker, but a peacekeeper. I want to stay away from gossip. I want to only love. You know, I want to be compassionate and show mercy. Like when people mess up and I'm like, oh, okay, could they do that? I want God to remind me you would want to be dealt with with mercy too. So that's it. I'm going to pray us out. God, I love you. I've never loved anything in this world like I love you, God. So I pray for your Holy Spirit to just cut us, cut us to the core, God. We are nothing without you, Lord. God, I pray for a revelation. Just a glimpse, God, of what you have in store. Because, God, I know you already have it planned. You're the miracle worker. You represent everything good and perfect. God, you're sovereign. If anybody in here is about to make a mistake, I pray you convict them right now, God, in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you would purify us with fire. Set us on fire, God, and let us burn for you, Lord. We want to be the light in the darkness, God. Here we are, Lord. Send us. Help us to be faithful, God. Just have your way in Jesus' name. Amen.